Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Drowning Fish Podcast. Today, uh, it's not really a formal podcast. It's more of a uh, little bit of storytelling. So I just want you guys to tune in and accept this treat. Um, it is what it is. Fuck it. Let's go. A day doesn't go by where I don't think about killing myself. I know that life can be hard and sometimes it feels like the world is on your shoulders. Sometimes it's the loneliness that gets to you where you feel like you're the only one going through some shit. Some of the times where I really wanted to kill myself was when I was a young child. When I was a young boy, I remember having to wear long sleeves and jeans in the summer in the summer simply because my family practiced Pentecostal methods. According to the Pentecostal, if you wore anything less than that, you might go to hell. But in my eyes, I was already in hell. Being a young boy and playing outside with jeans and a long sleeve shirt was often some of the hottest and tiring things I had to experience. I remember going to church and witnessing nothing but nonsense. Nonsense that did not make sense to me. Maybe because I was a young boy living two lives. One at home and one at school. At home, I was an angel, someone who followed the rules and stuck to the script, the Holy Bible. At school, I was a menace to society, often trolling other kids, putting kick-me signs on the back of teachers' backs, cursing like sailors or listening to rap music, and maybe playing Grand Theft Auto Vice City. At some points, I wanted to end my life. Some older kids picked on me as I rode the bus for wearing the same four long-sleeve shirts to school. I did have short sleeve shirts and shorts I only wore at home or to swim, but only for that. After the bullying came the innovation. This innovation is the innovation humans must execute to overcome an obstacle. Some humans at least. Some overcome, some simply kill themselves. I thought about it hard And I came to the conclusion that I will simply trick my parents into thinking that I am following the Lord's word by leaving my house with a long sleeve shirt and jeans and changing when I got to school. I only had a couple pair of shorts, so I had to be smart. One pair turned inside out so I could wear that pair twice. One pair or one side was khaki and the other side was camo. I had another pair, a plaid pair that I would wear on special occasions. These were my American Eagle pair of shorts, and they were my absolute favorite. They were a little big on me, but I always wore a D-style, a D-ring-styled belt. The cheap ones that were canvas, and they were a one-size-fits-all, so it was great. I would leave my house draped in 10 pounds of clothing, and I would strip once I got to school in a t-shirt and shorts. I felt refreshed, And I no longer got picked on. I overcame the bullying and now I got to sit in the back of the bus with some of the bullies. Many times during recess or PE, I would feel like the sun was aiming only for me. All damn day. My friends would ask me why I never wore shorts and I would tell them the truth. I was never scared of the truth, especially to my delinquent friends. They mocked me sometimes and sometimes they felt bad for me. But we all mocked each other and we were cool like that. Sometimes when the world feels like it doesn't understand or nothing makes sense to you, you must be the one to make the changes to your own personal life. This was a light lesson learned at a young age. 
where it would help me mold my own values in life. The bullying and the exhausting heat made me want to kill myself. But not really, if you know what I mean. For the most part, many people who want to kill themselves don't want their life to end. They just don't want to be in the shitty situation they are currently in. It's easy to be a victim of circumstance, especially if you're a young child with no say-so. But I overcame and I innovated a way into not dying in the heat and not getting picked on by the bullies who would later in life be hard drugs or in prison. Trust me, I kept tabs on the ones who did me wrong. Another time where I really wanted to kill myself was in third grade, where I was learning, or should I say attempting to learn, multiplication. Math was never and still isn't one of my favorite subjects. I could do anything but multiply, and it's funny because I'm Mexican and that's all we do. Anyhow, I remember having to go home and do my homework, which I never understood. I remember one night specifically, I had a sheet of paper with math problems I had to conquer. Both of my parents sat me down and they knew how to do it and I did not. They tried to show me. Literally, they would show me for hours and I never understood. I would understand how they were doing it, but as soon as it came to me to perform the equations, I could never execute them. We stayed up for hours. I believe until midnight. And back then, I had a bedtime of 9 p.m. on school nights and 10 p.m. on weekends. I was tired, and I remember going to bed that night with nothing on my homework but a couple of questions answered for me to turn in. I went to bed with this feeling in my throat, the best I can describe it, frog in my throat feeling, feeling like I had a lump in my throat and my heart aching with failure. Failure because I could not comprehend the problems I had on a piece of paper. I cried myself to sleep that night and many nights because I knew I couldn't finish my homework. I would do after school intervention where I would receive extra help, but the help never entered my mind. I went all through grade school having this feeling every time I entered a math class and tried my hardest to push that shit down but and find a way to overcome this feeling. The feeling of feeling like a stupid fucking idiot. Who couldn't multiply or do long division. With time and with a lot of practice, I got a little better. Not as good as an average student, but good enough to where I didn't feel like a dumbass. I passed all my classes in math simply because I cheated. This led up until early college years, and believe me, I definitely cheated in there. But the story, that story is another story for another time. These are stories of when I was in grade school. Anyhow, I cheated every time I had the chance. I swear to God, this one time we had a test in fifth grade. It was a paper test and everyone was starting to turn in their test and I couldn't finish. I started to put random shit on the paper and I had a grand idea. I would pick someone in the classroom who I saw was using the same number two pencil like I was, put their name down and turn it in. The time came where I saw a kid going to turn in his paper. I got up quickly to turn mine in too. My piece of paper with his name on it. The plan was to turn it in, go sit down, and then take two steps of anticipation and turn back around. Look at the teacher and say, I better double check my work. And me personally dig through them and find his and go sit down. I would erase his name really good, put my name down, and turn it in. It worked. 
It worked well, and I couldn't believe I pulled off the greatest scam on earth until the kid realized that he scored terribly. He ended up with like a D, and I wasn't a complete moron. I just didn't understand, so I did what I could. I didn't want him to completely fail either. I later remember hearing him and some of his friends say that uh, when he got his test back, it didn't look like his writing, but he wasn't going to tell the teacher because it made him look like it would make him look like a liar. I was in the clear. I still to this day can't believe that I passed and didn't and he didn't. It wasn't the state exam, so I don't feel bad about it. As a matter of fact, I don't feel bad at all. I won at the end. No matter the cost. Another time, I remember cheating was in 10th grade. This time, I did end up getting caught. Like I said at the beginning, I've never been afraid to tell the truth. I sat with my friends in geometry and I found the answer key out online on my phone. I sent the link to as many kids as I could in the class. The ones that I wouldn't snitch on me and especially to the ones that were my closest friends. My stupid ass copied the answers perfectly onto the test from the answer key and then turned it in. I figured to wait and not be first, but also not last, somewhere in the middle. It was easy to cheat because my teacher sat at his desk, always on his computer doing something, probably looking at new Corvettes or some shit like that. Anyhow, when it came time to grade them, he did the next day and he asked me, to come up to his desk. I went up there with tremendous confidence. He asked me where my work was. I didn't show my work to show how I got the answer. I told him I did it in my head. He looked at me and told me, well, you're either the smartest kid in the world or you're lying. I looked him in his eyes with no worries in the world and I told him that I found the answer key online and copied it word for word on my test. He thanked me for being honest and even gave me a modest B-. minus. I couldn't believe that he didn't fail me for cheating. That whole week I questioned why. Why did he not fail me? I know I would have. Months went on and I forgot about the whole thing. And one day we had an award ceremony for the top scholars. And in my eyes, at least, each teacher of each grade picked their favorite student or top student and gave them some kind of plaque or a piece of paper saying, good job, nerd. In my eyes, these kids were fucking teacher's pets. My 10th grade teacher went up there for the geometry subject and literally called on me to come down there and receive the award. I had a C in that class. This was in the gym with a lot of kids in there too. I never counted myself as a scholar and everyone knew I wasn't a scholar too. More of a class clown type of guy. You could hear some of my friends near me gasp and... uh just looking at me with a blank face. My friend Poncho yelled out, What? And my buddy David, who was in my class, laughed hysterically. I went down and received my award. I felt lost for a few minutes. The next day, when I had his class, I asked him why he gave me that award, and he told me for my blunt and honest truth. Most people would have lied all their way into the White House, but I told the truth. The one time I felt and knew that it didn't matter if I was good at math or not. As long as I was honest, I would be all right. For the many times math made me want to kill myself, I appreciate my 10th grade geometry teacher 
for making me feel like I was on top of the world for my honesty. I am still bad at math. Don't get me wrong. I can add and subtract. But if you sit me down and ask me to do some long division, I will laugh and pass. I don't want to self-diagnose myself, but I do believe I have some kind of math learning problem because when I have to do anything harder than third grade level math, I have to whip out my calculator. It is what it is. I overcame and now my honesty got me in a good place mentally. Let me drink some fucking water real quick. My throat is aching. You guys enjoying this shit or no? <sighs> Another time where I didn't want to end... Wait a minute. Let's read that again. Another time where I didn't know I wanted to end my shit was when I was a little boy. I wanted to end my life when I was a little boy, basically. I never knew how to tie my shoes. I remember my mom showing me and also my dad, but I said, fuck it, and just stuck them in my shoes. I wore my shoes like that for a long time, up until like fifth grade. Some of my shoes where I put my laces inside were loose, so I would always lose them if I played any kind of sport outside with my friends in recess. As I'm writing this, I think I might have an undiagnosed learning disability, but hey, fuck it. We are here, so keep this motherfucker going. Anyhow, I remember in fifth grade, my whole class went diamond hunting. I live in Arkansas, and there's this farm you can go out to and occasionally find an uncut diamond. I remember when we went, I wore my World Industry skating shoes, possibly the worst fucking shoes to take. We were out there in the mud, and the next thing you know, it starts to rain a little bit. I was far into the field and didn't hear that it was time to go. I had to book it hard as fuck. I remember jogging in the mud, and my shoes slipped off. I looked back, and it's nowhere to be found. I was pissed because I saw kids getting on the bus, and I was in the middle of the field. I said fuck it and kept running with one shoe on. I wanted to kill myself so fucking bad. I had white socks too, so it looked like shit. Next thing you know, my other shoe falls off, and I look back, and guess what? It disappears into thin air. By this time, I am livid. I have never experienced any kind of rage in my soul like that. I wanted God to take me so bad, I say fuck it and kept running. I make it to the bus, and my teachers are looking at me funny. I say long story and get on. It was a long drive back to the school, and you know my friends roasted the shit out of me. Anyhow, we make it back to the school, and, mom, and my mom picks me up, and she sees that I have no shoes and asks what happened. I tell her I didn't have my shoes tied, and they both slipped off, and I lost them. I don't remember much of that conversation, but I do remember coming home and my brother asking what happened, and I told him. He later came out with another pair of my shoes and showed me how to tie my own shoes. He had the patience and told me step by step on how to do it. I couldn't believe that my brother in third grade was officially showing me how to tie my shoes while I was two years older than him. To this day, I often remember that story. 
I wanted my life to end so bad because of the actions to not learn the simple task of tying my shoes. But I do not regret it because I wouldn't have this sweet ass story to tell you. (sighs) You might hear my dog in the background and I'm sorry. He just walked in. Anyhow, let's keep this motherfucker going because my throat hurts. These aren't the main highlights of my suicidal tendencies, but some of the funniest and some of the ones where I learned something out of it. The last one I will tell you is a time where I was a young teenager. My dad would take me to his job and work for pennies on the dollar. This was hard work too, sometimes in the sun, but definitely in the summer heat. We would go every summer to work. At first, I would cut wood, sweep, clean outside, but then I got to the part where I was driving a forklift, cleaning, cutting wood, and it felt like a real fucking job. I wanted to drive the forklift off the ramp and hope that it would explode into a ball of flame so that I wouldn't have to do this shit anymore. I would have to clean the inside of the trailer and it felt like an oven in there. Every day my brother and I would go, I would literally hate my life because I did not want to go, but at the same time I wanted to make money. It was rough. It was one of the first jobs I had growing up, and I hated every second of it. The only reason I went is because I enjoyed being with my dad and my brother. Other than that, that job can go piss on itself. But now that I am older, I truly cherish those moments because those were the moments my dad taught me to grow up and be a fucking man and work. Even if the pay is shit. Just work and know that by working hard, you can and will accomplish anything you want. The days where I didn't want to go, I look back and remember how bad I thought I had it. When it wasn't that bad at all. It was a circumstantial situation and it was temporary. We must remember that anything that happens in your life is temporary. I live by that one word often, as often as I have to remember anyhow. My life isn't hard, but I definitely but I'm definitely not satisfied. We can't stay in one spot and be stagnant because that kills the soul, mind, and body. But what do I know? I'm just a funny-looking 24-year-old dude with some experience under my belt. And on my resume, it will read professional suicide maniac. Suicidal maniac. Professional suicidal maniac. Shit is not that serious. And we have to remember, your problem right now will not be a problem forever. And it definitely won't be a problem when you are dead. So take your life and just know that shit hits the fan and it is temporary. It will be all right. Don't kill yourself trying to fix every single thing that is out of your control. Suicide isn't only six feet under, but it can also ruin the soul and mind. The end. I appreciate everybody uh, for tuning in. I wrote this at like 4 a.m. last night and I thought it was pretty funny, but um. If you don't like it, I don't give a fuck. I think it's pretty funny. And it's just a story. It's a couple stories of when I was a young boy. And I really, uh, I thought I had it bad when I didn't. So, uh, a lot of problems out there in the world. Just keep on fucking going and uh, everything will be all right. And uh, don't call the police because I actually don't want to kill myself. Uh, life is pretty good. All right. See you.